0: thanks for listening. This is Brian Hurley from Business Performance Improvement. The podcast Lean Six Sigma Bursts are short lessons, comments, Q&A, and insights. If you have a question, send your question through the Anchor app, and we might feature you on a future episode. Or contact me at biz-pi.com. In this podcast, I want to recap a book review of The Lean Dentist, So recently, I did some observations at a dermatology clinic, and my friend Maria suggested that I read this book. He studied TQM, Six Sigma, and many other management practices because he said his school education really didn't prepare him for how to run a clinic. It was just basically on how to provide care. And when he learned more about lean, it really accelerated his results. As he became a stronger leader, he began to understand and practice the following principles. How to define value and build your organization around it. Getting into the real work to uncover why the process is or is not flowing. Systems thinking instead of separate departments and functions. A change starts with the leader. Building a passion for learning about customers, processes and problems. Developing creative countermeasures and experiments. Commitment to following the PDCA improvement cycle and modeling the behavior of lean thinking. The humility to seek knowledge from everyone and that all improvements are temporary. So each process we have and standard is just the best option we know about right now. So the book is broken up into three sections. The first section is called Creating a Lean Practice, which is his evolution of the dental practice to reduce long lead times for scheduling appointments, and then delaying the care by having patients come back for later appointments instead of providing same-day service. Second part is leading the transformation how he became a change late, <clears throat> how he became a change leader, and how that helped sustain the results. And part three is discovering the principles of lean leadership, which is based around purpose, process, and people, and other principles he found most useful over the years. So part one, creating a lean practice. Early on in his journey, he would focus every Thursday on training around TQM, specifically using statistical process control or SPC charts along with fishbone diagrams. He also realized that cross-training employees to do many different jobs was important, along with soliciting suggestions from employees. One incident in particular opened his eyes to the concept of one-piece flow, where a past patient was home for the holidays for a short time period, think they were a student visiting back home, and needed a lot of procedures done. His team was able to complete all procedures in about four hours, and he wondered why they couldn't do something similar for all their patients as typically these would be broken up into multiple visits and then often rescheduled or canceled, which led to potential lost revenue. Some of the barriers he decided to tackle in his clinic were as follows. Reduce procedure setup times, which made up a large portion of each visit. Complete more treatments at once. So when setups were reduced, it created capacity to do more work with each patient instead of scheduling more patients. Combining the hygiene and dentistry together so there no longer were dedicated spaces or rooms for each one. Creating patient care flow manager position, which looks at the processes from patient efficiency perspective, not staff efficiency. Creating a visual system to prevent new flow manager from being the bottleneck of information and communication. And created a Kanban flow in visual colors for room supplies. So as a result of these changes, they have seen the following improvements to their clinic performance. 82% improvement to the hours available, 90% improvement to the patient's time to complete the treatment, fewer staff overall, and fewer patient rooms needed. And in the blog, I've got a table from the book that has a summarized improvements from 2005 to 2008. He also puts together a list of lean terms that are often used in the manufacturing industry and how they translate to dentistry. The terms include cycle time, delays, just-in-time, Kanban, lead time, leveling, overproduction, processing, right-sizing containers, set of production, standardized work, supermarkets, and tack time. In part two, leading the transformation, initially he didn't think there was a connection with implementing Lean and how his leadership approach supported or deterred changes he wanted to make. Later, he would realize how critical it was to the success and sustainment. His past attempts at improvement were met with varying levels of success, but when he changed the way he managed and having clear goals for where they were headed, using the one patient flow and removing any waste getting in the way of that, it worked out much easier. One key leadership approach he developed was to remove the fear of change through small experiments and assured his staff that these changes can always revert back to the old way if it didn't work out. More often than not, it did work better. Over time, he noticed that more of his staff were spending time at the Gemba instead of in their offices and desks. He also developed a system for discussing problems and finding solutions more efficiently. The three questions he asked were, what part of the process isn't working that you want to improve? What is your proposed countermeasure? And what are the advantages and disadvantages? And what other countermeasures have you thought of? In part three, discovering the principles of lean leadership, He agrees with Jim Womack about organizing these principles into three areas, purpose, process, and people. So for the section under purpose, defining the value to customer is the compass for letting them know if they are on track or not and becoming the rules of the road when making decisions. They determined that value to their customers was that they wanted flexibility, affordability, and the ability to schedule appointments on short notice. Since they are a service provider, not a manufacturer, They liked these five areas for measuring service quality as described in the book, Marketing Services. Reliability, responsiveness, empathy, assurances, and tangibles. Prior to Lean, they found it very difficult to balance quality outcomes with efficiency and productivity since they were doing things in a batch format, optimizing the staff efficiency instead of patient efficiency. After switching their processes and mindset, they found it was possible to do things efficiently and with the highest quality. He learned from a lot of earlier works, such as W. Edwards Deming and the Deming Management Method, where he learned about SPC and the concept of special cause variation, Taiichi Ono and the Toyota Production System on how to reduce lead time, establish flow, and increase capacity, which by the way is available through Audible as an audiobook now, so I just re-listened to that, so I'd, check, I'd recommend you check that out if you like Audible books, and Peter Senge and the Fifth Discipline book where he learned how to understand that his clinic needed to operate using systems thinking, not silos and department efficiency. Under the process section, an important learning is that results are important, but the methods of how you get there are even more important. Leaders that don't care about how and only care about the numbers will get numbers that are often manipulated or will drive bad behaviors that can negatively impact the customer. Understanding the reason the numbers are changing helped his clinic become a learning organization. Some other key takeaways from this section around process include first standardize with involvement from the workers before you start to improve, follow the PDCA cycle and practice daily problem solving, make problems visible, remove fear of talking about problems, cross-train employees to create more flexibility and agility, and use daily morning meetings for training, learning, and updates. And then the third section for people it starts with the famous quote from Fujio Cho, go see, ask why, and show respect. He mentions that respect needs to extend to the personal lives of his patients and his staff, not just when they're in the clinic. And I've got a link in there to the go see, ask why, show respect um, luggage tags that I created with the help of green banana paper. So if you are interested in getting a cool luggage tag for the holidays, check it out. He also discusses how there is an interdependence needed between staff and management to create a win-win for both, instead of traditional approaches of dependency or complete independence. He also reiterated the value of long-term employee retention to make his clinic perform more efficiently with less time spent on training new people. The downside was that they liked to receive pay raises each year as they stick around longer. So he started to open up his books to see how they could help the clinic be more successful to make it easy for him to give the pay raises each year. Another principle he adopted that applied to both patients and staff was people shouldn't have to wait, which drove down reduced patient wait time, but also time when staff are waiting for him or others to be available to get the patient out the door in a timely manner. When he used to run a clinic that hired government employees, he was frustrated by the consensus building and buy-in needed to get them to agree to changes. When he started his own clinic, he thought he could do things his own way and tell people what to do through authority. However, he realized that it didn't really work that way, and he eventually came back to a consensus-building approach by explaining why things should be done differently. So if you work in healthcare, this is a great book to start your lean journey on. If you don't work in healthcare but want to learn more about lean, this will also be a very useful book, as most of us have been patients in a clinic and can understand the processes and the concepts. In fact, after reading this book, I wanted to make an appointment at his clinic just to experience something different and see what they've implemented. So I've got some links in there to learn more about the book. And you can also find a link to the webinar that was done with Dr. Bari with the Lean Enterprise Institute. So I hope you found that helpful. Let me know if you have any questions. Thanks for listening. LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com has a list of glossary items about popular process improvement terms, along with the history of Lean and Six Sigma methods and key influencers like Dr. Edward Stemming Henry Ford, Taichi Ono, Shigeo Shingo, and many more. You can also learn how to access affordable Lean and Six Sigma training and certification. Visit LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com.